No. We're alive. Y'all are wrong. And this is balls, baby. Hey, Buddha, it's you. Yeah, baby. Buddha. Oh, me, but you got to finish. You said it's balls. You didn't finish a sports podcast. Oh, shit. I didn't. The fuck? A sports podcast. Yeah, I was wondering why you went to me so early, but I was like, uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> this said it's balls. And to you, Buddha. I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. The podcast with balls about balls. And uh, we are your hosts. I'm Buddha. Dollar, 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 dollar. It's Nels, like a big facts and full of facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How y'all boys doing? Episode 185. Uh, rest in peace, DMX. I'm going to start the show. Start the show right off there. Bit rest in peace to bit DMX. Yeah, rest in peace to DMX. But how y'all boys doing, man? What's good with y'all? How we living? Man, you're you cooler, man. You know what it is? Another day, you know what I'm saying? Another day, another dog, just what it is, just how it get, you know what I'm saying? Let's pop it with it. What in the hell did you just say? <laughs> yeah, I sleep, cuz. Anyways, Dylan? I'm chilling, bro. Life is treating me like life treats people. All right. You know, I like to check in on y'all, make sure y'all. Y'all mentals is good and stuff. Hey, man, you already know what it is. You appreciate that thing. Yeah, right there. We with it. Like, like two times, ten toes down that day. You understand? Know yeah. You like y'all mentored Brendan Marshall so bad. <laughs> yeah, you heard him, right? Next thing you know, he's going to be yelling at us about contracts and shit. Bro! Bro, they're not all guaranteed. That was like, ooh, boy, you are. Ooh, you are loudly on the head right now. You are loudly wrong. My God. <laughs> nah, that's a great podcast, though. I, I like that everybody listens to us, but make sure y'all listen to, to the I Am Athlete podcast as well. I'm sure they are. They're not stupid. Facts. Um, so we can get right right to the shits. This was a busy, busy weekend uh, in the wrestling world. Uh, WrestleMania weekend. Well, week, if we want to be honest about it, because they had... Uh, their NXT pay-per-view as well. So before we get to WrestleMania and kind of vent about that, I quickly just kind of want to go over uh, how the NXT pay-per-view went. Um, Santos Escobar defeated Jordan Devlin to unify the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Um, he then actually just lost that this week to uh, Kushida. So Kushida's finally going to get a run with the titles. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defeated The Way. Uh, to retain their NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. We had uh, Johnny Gargano defeated Bronson Reed for the NXT North American Championship. Karrion uh, Cross defeated Finn Balor to become the new NXT champion. Um, Sheesh. I, I had a feeling this was going to happen considering Karrion Cross had just won it and he had to relinquish it. Um, because he got injured. 
So right. I, I, it makes sense that they give it back to him and give him the push that he was initially supposed to be getting. Um, don't know what that means for Finn Balor now. I uh, don't know who he's going to set his sights on, but uh, I guess we'll we'll see what it looks like. Um, Kyle O'Reilly. B- oh 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 O'Reilly. Be uh, Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. Uh, definitely a contender for match of the year. Um, I, I've added it to the list. And um, it w- the only critique I really have with the match is that it went longer than it should have. It was it was like a good 45 minutes. Not going to lie to you. Um, but man, what a match. They, they've known each other since they were in high school. So... It's kind of one of them fights where they know each other so well that they can do whatever they want. They can hit as hard as they want, and they know like how they're going to protect each other and stuff. So it was one of those kind of matches, hard-hitting, but, man, false finishes left and right. It, it was it was really good, but Kyle O'Reilly pulled out the W. Nice. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Um, that was on – night two i went in the wrong order sorry but uh <laughs> my bad um on night one <laughs> raquel raquel um fuck my bad guys just a just a second oh no you good man take your time bro we here with you man we support you bro okay sorry what you better all right i'm here i'm here now so <laughs> Uh, Raquel Gonzalez beat Io Shirai for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Io Shirai had a great run. I don't know if this means uh, the main roster or if they're going to just try to figure something else for her to do. But, I mean, I can see why it's time to take it off of her. She's had a title for over a year at this point. Um, you know, and Raquel Gonzalez has built up a lot of momentum, so it's it's cool to see that uh, – you know, she's finally going to get a push. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag team of MSK, uh, they won the NXT tag team titles that had to be vacated. I wasn't too familiar with this team, but it was a great triple threat uh, match that I recommend anybody who likes tag team wrestling to watch. Uh, so, yeah. the uh, Another contender for match of the year. I didn't add it to the list yet because I just recently watched it Walter beat Tommaso Ciampa to retain the NXT UK championship what a fucking match like in defeat Tommaso Ciampa looked great but like they beat the shit out of each other Walter is high key one of the best guys on this roster and you would never suspect it by looking at this man but his ability is nuts. So another one I definitely recommend people check out. And uh, yeah, that was that was it. So moving on to WrestleMania. Uh, I have a lot of mixed emotions about WrestleMania. Uh, as I'm sure you guys might have has might have as well. Yeah, so mumble jumble today. My bad. It's been a long day. Been a long week. We are we are there with you, my boy. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a long year, y'all boys. That boy on a bean. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long year. 
Okay, we don't do that. So, um, we'll start we'll start with WrestleMania uh, <laughs> night 1. Um you know, it started a little late because of a rain delay in Tampa, but it was so great seeing the fans there. 25,000 in attendance at Raymond James Stadium. Um and it definitely felt different. Yeah, I know it felt different during the um, – oh, here's something interesting. They didn't do the national anthem on either night, I noticed. Yes. They yes. Did, They only did America the Beautiful. Ooh, yes, I, I mentioned that with uh, Crystal. Shout out to my wife, by the way. So I'm, I'm wondering you – know, hey, it was funny. Nell said he wasn't going to shout her out no more. Remember that a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Hey, call, bro. Week and a half. Close two weeks. <laughs> Those two weeks, you know, I'm you know I'm a sucker for love. Let's keep going. Oh, um, <laughs> who wants to be in love anymore? Boo. <laughs> love is overrated. Boo. Um, nah, so they, I thought that was really interesting, and I wonder how that decision came about to only do that. So here's here's the conclusion that I came to. So you know, I don't know if you've noticed, or if you noticed, one particular night was like all. It was all uh, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like marginalized group members that won championship and won matches. And honestly, the national anthem is a is a very sour note for us right now, right? I mean, there's been a lot of uh, I think it's negative. Out. Yeah, negative. There's a lot of negative fallouts from that national anthem, right? Not only that, you know, the second verse does make a mention to slavery, and you know, honestly. I mean, for what it's worth, I thought I was the only one that felt this way, but I never really liked the song in the first place. Beyond the semantics, well, I always thought America the Beautiful should have been. I've I've never understood why it's played at sporting events in the first place. Facts. Like, I mean, I, agree. I, I feel like a song should be played, but not the national anthem. I, yeah, I love like, America the Beautiful. I think that's, that's a great song. That should be the song that should be played, period. If you ask me. But, you know, nobody's asking me. Um, <laughs> who's who's asking you? Who's he asking you, B? So, you know, I, I feel like it's a good move by WWE. Um, I think they was trying to, you know, send a, another message um, in reference to um, in reference to um, Titus O'Neil going out there with uh, with Hulk Hogan. Oh, and the crowd booed the shit out of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like that for for a couple of years. They had to pump in cheers. Yeah, and it's I gonna saw, be like that for a couple of years. I saw this one, uh, I, this one tweet, and sorry to jump ahead to night two, but night two, you know how they came out in their pirate outfits. Yes, I saw a tweet that said it's fitting that Hulk Hogan's dressed as a pirate because he loves the he loves to use a hard R. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> But I hated that they put the two of them together because Titus does not like Hulk Hogan because of the things he said. And, and I mean, well, I understand so, like, so. Yeah, it was such an awkward pairing. So you know, my my whole my whole thing is like, you know, um, I think the WWE is trying to make that turn. You know what I mean? And, and I think they're they're a little behind the curve. And and I and I heard something that was fairly interesting. Um, and I was like, huh, that, that makes sense. So, you know, as you've watched sports recently, 
Oh, and they said WWE's been behind sports by about like 15, like 10 to 15 years in terms of like trends and whatever the case may be, um, such as like incorporation of media, how they've incorporated media, how they went from regional to um, national scales. Although Vince was always big nationally with pay-per-views, a lot of events he kept pretty regional. Yeah. Uh, because you know, back in the day, it was territory days. Right, correct, exactly. Yeah. And by the time the territories got rid of, which was like the late 80s, early 90s, remember the NBA made a turn, NFL made a turn, Major League made a turn. So they are saying, like, if you look at talent across other sports, you're starting to see more marginalized groups, right? right? Like if you watch baseball, you're seeing more Hispanics, more Blacks, more uh, more Black people, more Asian people. Um, if you look at it in the terms of football, like it's been it's been like that for about 20 years now. Where we're seeing more marginalized group members. Basketball, same thing. And they're saying now in wrestling, that talent is starting to turn around where you're starting to see more Asian talent, more Hispanic talent, more black talent than ever before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense. Right. Like like people are like, oh, like it's the first all black paper. I mean, um, of uh, main event. And it's with two black ladies at that. I was like, if you really look at the roster. At this point in time, who else could it really be? <laughs> like, who else could it really be? Like, right now, Bianca Belair is on fire, right? Sasha Banks is on fire. Uh, Big E's on fire. Uh, uh, um, Apollo Cruz is on fire, right? right? Um, Street Profits on fire. Bobby Lashley. On fire. Bobby Lashley on fire. Roman Reigns on fire. Like, these guys are, who are you? who are you going to use? Titus O'Neil hasn't wrestled in a while, but he still gets hella love on social media. Yeah, yeah, he's he's more so in the community and like does those kinds of things for. So who who else are you going to use? He's the he's the service brother in the fraternity. Facts, facts. And at this point, at this point, like if that's where your talent is, for money purposes, for business purposes, your your personal views can't matter here. You got to go where the money at, and that's where the money right now. You know what I'm saying? So there's going to be moves that you're going to have to make to show them some kind of solidarity because now you're no longer the only dog on the block. Well, I'm sure I'm sure he enjoyed, though, being up there. And uh, when the crowd booed Hogan, as soon as he started talking, they'd cheer him. Oh, I'm, yeah. sure that, I'm sure that felt good. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, that, and that and that's ultimately what it is, is that, you know, it's, it's smart. It's smart business as a kid. Especially being a crowd in Florida. Like, I'm surprised yeah. he got that booed by a Florida crowd. I mean, for what it's worth, though, like, <laughs> listening to that a, video. A wrestling Florida crowd. Facts. That's big facts. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's, that, yeah. But, you know, I love the way that played out. But to tie, to tie it all back, though, the feel of that crowd there, you know, their first time being in front of a crowd in over a year. Um, and you could tell during America the Beautiful, Rhea Ripley, who's not even American, so it wasn't the song, she had tears in her eyes because that feeling. And and mind you, what I don't think a lot of people understood is for quite a few people on this card, this was their first ever, not only WrestleMania match, but match match in front of a crowd. Yeah. Because they either hadn't been called up or whatever the case, they called it during the pandemic and stuff like that. So they started with no crowds. So their very first match in front of a crowd is at WrestleMania. Yeah. Bro, 
your two women's champions, I'm not, I don't want to jump the gun, we'll get there, but your two new women's champions, that was both of their first match on the main roster at yeah. WrestleMania, yeah. winning a championship. That's, dog, that is nuts. Yeah, making, I mean, valid points. So, uh, points. Yeah, for sure. So, to, to recap what happened, um, as far as our picks went, um, Dylan and myself went eight and four. Nels, you went seven and five. Which one did I disagree with y'all on? Um, we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. It's not, it's one that, like, Dylan got one that you and I were on the same page on, and I got one that you and Dylan were on the same page on. Oh, okay. Bet that up. Yeah. So you you were never just alone on one. Yeah. <laughs> so to start things out with night one, after the rain delay, uh, we had Bobby Lashley uh, successfully defending his title against Drew McIntyre. Good match. I'm so glad that they had him retain. Um, I I, pretty, I made it pretty clear the last episode that my fear was that they were going to give it to Drew. Um, but I'm glad that they they did not. And it was a good match. It was a really good match, actually. Good match. Uh, if you're going to lose a match, that's kind of how you want to lose. Right. Uh, they followed that up with another really good match. Cesaro in his first singles match at WrestleMania, and for however many years he's been with WWE, his first singles was match at WrestleMania lit. gets the win over Seth Rollins. What a show he put on! All the spins when he spun him on his neck and shit like that. Like that was wow. Lit. Oh yeah, they went crazy. They went bananas. It was hurting. The the, the, the the curb stop reversal into the uh, European uppercut. Yeah, that was match match of the night candidate. Whew, definitely up there. Definitely up there. Um, so followed that up with a match that I thought was sure to disappoint. Uh, Braun Strowman defeating Shane McMahon in the steel cage match. That match was better than it had really any right to be based on the booking and the storyline behind it all. But yeah. they had they had the good spots they needed. Braun ripping the cage open and pulling Shane back in. And then the other spot of him throwing Shane off the top into the ring. Um, that was a good match. Yeah, they 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 came I, out, uh, out the gate hot. I will say this for even though I don't think a lot of people give him credit for it, but the way Braun dealt with um, McMahon was pretty cool because he was so much bigger than him. Mm-hmm. I was just really impressed with how he. How he like allowed him to look bigger than he actually was. He took damage, like you know, and he he made sure to not completely obliterate him. Braun Strowman, as a wrestler, has gotten he was already good, but he's really really good now. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 did well. I'm not gonna lie. Big factoids. Um. So then after that, we had for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, the New Day lost their titles to AJ Styles and Omos or Omos. Sorry, uh, that's the one. That's the one Dylan got right that we did not. That boy, I didn't realize how big he actually was. It's a, it's a big boy. He went in there and get them boys back. Yeah, yeah. Once AJ got that hot tag, it was a wrap for the New Day. Yeah, it was over. It was over. <laughs> it was big boy. Um, let's see. Oh, so then after that, we get what a lot of people consider match of the night. Um, let's say 
Damian Priest and Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny. defeating Miz and Morrison um, in what was a hell of a showcase for Bad Bunny, who really wrestled 90% of that match. Um, he sold good as shit. He performed well. He actually did wrestling moves. Um, very impressive. For real, for real, though, that's probably the best celebrity match I've ever seen. Like, best celebrity. Like, you know, it, was, it was good. I disagree, you know good. I disagree, but I respect it. You know, you know my Wait, you know my I respect it. Which one, which one do you think, I think it is? I think this is recency bias. I think you need to go back and watch either of Pat McAfee's two matches. Because um, I, I think that will change your mind. I think this is a recency. Like, I get it because it, it's just happening. It's fresh. But if you really go back and watch... The shit that Pat McAfee did, like, all right, come on. Yeah, that was a great match and all. But Buddha came out of his mouth and said that Pat McAfee would dog wash bad buddy in the match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. You got him yeah, Pat McAfee going to track bad bunny. You got him out of shape. Bro, Jit, Jit took uh, – Adam Cole to win the NXT match of the year last year. So this is this is what I'll say. He didn't get beat up two on one. I hear I I hear I hear what you're saying, Buddha. But I guess for me, the reason why I did it is because um, freaking um, I expected Pat McAfee to snap. Just hearing him talk, hearing him say the things he was saying about the match, whatever. I expected him to snap and put up a good whatever. I expect none of that from Bad Bunny. I expect Jit to probably do a jump or two. No, 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 I tell you, the, the shock, scene. the shock factor absolutely plays no a yeah. part. It's impression factor. Yes, it was. A, I'm not taking anything away from Bad Bunny. It was incredible. It was amazing. I'm just saying, I think Pat McAfee's match was better. Pat McAfee did better. He wouldn't dog wash that man in a Canadian destroyer. I'm sorry, bro. Pat McAfee did that and kicked out of one from Adam Cole, the guy who does it a lot. So. Okay. Bad Bunny does it never. And did that bitch perfect. No he, no, he did not. First of all, no, he did not do that shit perfect. Yes, he did, bro. That shit was a perfectly landed bow. Stop okay. it. Stop it, bro. Okay. Go back and rewatch. That's fine. That was a perfect showing by that boy. That boy was in that two-on-one. Within that Damon Priest didn't have to do a goddamn thing. Come on, son. You're right. you got it. You got I, need, it. I need Pat Madison versus Bad Bunny. Sure. WrestleMania 38. Um, and then the main event, and what a match. Bianca Belair winning her first women's title, winning the SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Um, great match. Uh, it, was, it was a great moment seeing Bianca Belair start tearing up right before the match started. Um, and Sasha, who's, you know, playing the heel role, trying not to smile, like give her an encouraging smile, but like it, it definitely slipped. Um, but it was such a big moment and they both performed the hell out of that match. Um, yeah, they, they worked great together. That spot where she whipped her with the, the ponytail was painful as fuck. She got a nice little welt. Um, but yeah, great match. Awesome moment. Um, I'm really happy that that main event at night one. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on it. 
I thought that match was phenomenal. Um, I thought it had everything that she did in a championship match. Um, for sure, I think Sasha played her heel part very well. And um, yeah, I, I just I was very impressed. Um, Bianca Belair is definitely she's five. It's fuck. Yeah, she's five. Um. So night one, I think, was definitely the superior. Like, we're about to recap night two, but I think night one, as far as from an all-around entertainment standpoint, like, match by match by match by match, thoroughly entertaining throughout, I'd say. Um, so night two, <sighs> okay, it started with The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Now, I'll I'll give it the flowers first. The entrance for The Fiend, I love how they did him – uh, as the burnt fiend walking back through the fire to reemerge as the fiend. Um, I love Alexa bliss coming down and doing the Jack in the box thing. That's been alluded to over the past few weeks. And then, you know, the music hits and you know, the Jack in the box opens with the pentagram and the fiend comes out crowds going nuts. You know, the red light, you know, he jumps at Randy Orton and shit off the box, and then we, we on and popping. All of that, I loved it. It's just the way that match ended. <laughs> With Alexa Bliss distracting the Fiend, and then turning around and in, into an RKO, and getting pinned one, two, three. Um, but it wasn't just any RKO. It was an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but, okay, so I would have loved everything about this if it had been on, like, an episode of Monday Night Raw. Because this seemed like more of a segment to me than... It, does, it, didn't, it didn't seem like some shit that you do at WrestleMania, right? Right. WrestleMania, you're supposed to get more answers than questions. That's true. You know, that's supposed to be the, the be-all, end-all, the end of the feud. This is what blows it off here, and here's our decisive win. Right. And we didn't get that. And I'm frustrated because it looks like that feud is now over completely based on how Raw went. Randy's looking to go back for the title at this point. And now, what I, I am still intrigued in this Fiend storyline, though, Um because now it's looking like a Fiend versus Alexa Bliss type thing. Um, we're slowly getting details. It looks like Alexa Bliss's Fiend may actually be Sister Abigail. Um, which definitely throws... Well, like Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss got like some kind of magical powers and she's running things now? Yes. Kind of like an Undertaker's Urn situation. Mm-hmm. Um to where, to where it's even being speculated, kind of like how you have, uh, you know, when Undertaker started to try to contradict the urn, I believe that's when Kane came, uh, you know, on behalf of Paul Bearer and shit. Right. And that's how that feud started. So there's speculation that it wasn't actually Bray Wyatt in the Fiend costume. It was his brother, Bo Dallas. Really? Uh, because people noticed that the Fiend was wrestling with long sleeves, and he doesn't usually. Usually his arms are out, and you see all of Bray's tattoos and everything. Um, 
but you didn't. Now, it sure looked like Bray um, based on the they hair. Said he had, they said he had his neck tattoos. Yeah, but, I mean, those could also be done by a makeup artist. They've done tattoos on people plenty of times, um, especially if they know it's not going to be a long match. It's not going to rub off and shit like that. So my thing is they're saying – all right, so they're saying Bray – it was Bo Dallas in there, and Bray is still the burnt fiend. Oh, he's still burnt. Yeah, so he's going to be making his way back. Like He's not back yet. But Bray Wyatt is back um, as fucking Mr. Rogers again saying, you know, witches be wildin' and shit. Um, or he says, no, he told he said things people do for clout these days. He, like, he said that in his promo and shit, which was kind of funny. Um, really? Yeah, talking about Alexa Bliss trying to like, <laughs> like basically ruining the match for him and shit. He's like, people do anything for clout these days. Um, oh my god! So I'm definitely intrigued where this story's gonna go, uh, as as long as they keep, you know, Bray Wyatt in control of it. But uh, I was not happy with how this played out at WrestleMania, so I will say that. Um, but moving on. So after that match, we got the women's tag team title match: Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Tamina and Natalia. Um, Nia and Shayna retained their titles. The match was what it was. A waste of time, if you ask me. Um, they need to, they need better people in these positions. Uh, I'm sorry, but Natalia and Tamina are boring. People are tired of seeing Nia Jax because she constantly hurts people. Shayna deserves better. Shayna needs to be contending for a title. The fact that she spent like damn near two years as NXT Women's Champion and she has yet to get a singles run in, on the main roster is crazy. I mean, she came down. I mean, she on SmackDown, right? Huh? She on SmackDown or Raw? Well, they're, they're Raw. Yeah, so she but, they can go, but they can bounce around on brands, though. Well, what's, what's the name got a title now? So I'm sure she'll be away from Shane and away from Nia Jax soon enough so she can go at Rhea Ripley a few times. They can renew their little NXT rivalry real quick. Hope so. Um, after that, we had Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Uh, the first actually match. The first, yeah, the first actually really good match is another situation where these guys have known each other forever, have wrestled each other thousands of times, and it was a really good match. Uh, perfect amount of time. Hit all the spots they needed to hit. Hard hitting. Uh, yeah, no no complaints. Uh, even Logan Paul took a stunner at the end, so I'll take it. Um, United States Championship, uh, Riddle versus Sheamus. This is the one that I got that you guys didn't. I picked Sheamus to win, and he did. Um, definitely a hard hitting match. That fucking... Broke kick when Riddle was doing that uh, like moonsault from the middle rope thing, and he got caught upside down with the broke kick. That shit was nuts. Um, what I will say about that match is, is, although it was good, you can tell that they haven't really fought, they really uh, wrestled together a lot. Right? There's there was some botches there. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. One was. I don't know what that what that one is called where he like kinda holds him on his uh back and steamrolls him a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? 
Puts him on his back and steamrolls him. Like he puts him on his back and then he like rolls on him. He was like at the top rope. And he oh, was, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's the shame is goofy ass king. Don't know how to climb a top rope. Yeah, he definitely slipped and it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shit. I was like, that was about to be epic. Bro. Right. It's like, uh, and then he like ran over and did like an elbow drop or some shit. Yeah. No, he didn't do an elbow drop. He did a, uh, uh, like, a in like a modified oh, Samoan like, drop. He was supposed to do the Celtic little cross shit. Oh yeah, the, the Irish curse yeah. thing or whatever. And just did it on the floor. He just held the same thing he was supposed to do on the top rope. He ended up doing it on the right. Floor. No, and then he went back to the top rope, and I think he did like a leg drop or a knee drop or an elbow drop, something. Just like yeah, you fool. You fucked up your WrestleMania moment, Sheamus. Uh, yeah, facts. <laughs> Uh, but he won the title. So. You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. Um, up next, we had a Nigerian drum fight uh, for the Intercontinental title. Apollo Cruz beating Big E uh, with the help of Baba Kato. Who the heck is that? I'm going to say my just for the record later. You just say what? I had a just for the record moment. I'm going to say it later. You sure? Yep. All right, but so. Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do with what you're talking. Oh, okay, bet. All right, so uh, uh, Damakato is uh, he's from NXT, and when Raw started doing their Raw Underground segment, you know, like that Underground fight, that Fight Club thing that they were doing in the back, he was yeah. like the dominant guy there because of his size and shit. So, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen him since they stopped doing that segment back in like early October. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So now he's aligned himself with Apollo. So, I mean, uh, I'm okay with this as long as this feud isn't over. I don't imagine it is. I imagine it's probably just getting started. Um, But I'm cool with that. The match that we got was good up until the interference. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it continuing. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Uh, after that, we had for the Raw Women's Championship, uh, Rhea Ripley winning the title, beating Asuka. Um, good match. You know, it's nice now that Bianca Belair is the champion for SmackDown. Rhea Ripley's the champion for Raw. Um, you know, these girls both deserved it, but good match. Rhea Ripley almost had a wardrobe malfunction, but. Uh, you know, crisis averted. <laughs> all right, weren't they like in a little squad too? Them three? Yeah, yeah, they were all cool with each other, um, and they were on like a Survivor Series tag team with each other and stuff. But like, because they were always like the strong girls. Basically, they were always in the gym at uh, when they were in NXT together. So yeah, like they had a picture of them all together before a Survivor Series, and Bianca and Rhea just came back to NXT last night, and like they kind of had a moment in the ring, all three of them as champions. Nice. Yeah. I like you. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, but it looks like now Charlotte has inserted herself in this feud between Asuka and Rhea. So I imagine it's going to then shift to just being Charlotte and Rhea. Yay. Um, and then the main event and, you know, Rightfully so, the main event, because what a match. For the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns successfully defended his title against Daniel Bryan and Edge. 
Um, great match. Wow. Definitely a, definitely a great match. A lot of moments where you didn't necessarily know who was going to win. Um, you know, because always at crucial moments, then you get that clutch interference from Jay Uso with these super kicks. And I was just like, ooh, because he went, he like would come out of frame from nowhere, and then you just see foot <laughs> clean hit. Yeah, um, he was yeah, a couple concertos, and then Roman Reigns finishing like he promised he would. He, you know, after he concertoed Edge, you know, stacking his body on top of Daniel Bryan's body, who had just gotten a concerto from Edge. Uh, it was it was a fitting fitting conclusion to the match, and uh, Roman Reigns still that guy. So they they made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they're going to continue this feud because technically, technically, Daniel Bryan was the only one with his shoulders pinned to the mat. So. You could make Edge could make a case that he was on Daniel Bryan first, so he should win. I don't know if they're going to do that with the story. I'm just saying from what I observed, he could be like, "Well, I was on top of him, so I should get so I should get another shot." I didn't lose. I wasn't. Yes, I could definitely see that. I could definitely him saying, "I didn't lose." You didn't pin me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's got to brush the hair. (laughs) I deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh that was WrestleMania. It was it's overall cool. enjoyable. Heel. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Everybody go heel, y'all boys. Take an Intercontinental Championship off somebody real quick, just cause. Right. Right. <laughs> well, if he's here, he could also have a feud with uh, Kevin Owens, cause Kevin's been one. He's been that. That was one thing Edge said he wanted to do when he came back, is he wanted to fight Kevin Owens. He said that in a promo. Just come out, complain about how you lost, and then beat the shit out of somebody. Boom. That's how that works. It would definitely work like that. So go up under trash, go backstage, find Edge, and then beat the dog crap out of him. Beat the living bejesus out of that boy. But yeah, man. So that was really good, man. I I, I like the little wrestling breakdown you had, bro. That was fire. Thank you. It was fire. So we we uh y'all boys been paying attention to anything in the NFL? Y'all been uh, paying attention to any draft news like that? Well, for the record, um, <laughs> I'm playing Madden. And I'm That's good. I made a little safety, sent them to the Patriots, and we won the Super Bowl with Cam, right? And guess what? Right. That's where our backup is. First year, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. What? Well, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> well, that'd be crazy if it did, though. Trevor Lawrence would not be sitting bench to Cam. I'm sorry. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Year one? I don't think so. Huge If you if Cam can the moment Cam goes three and out, he's getting pulled. What are you crazy? What? <laughs> 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 what? That's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, not even a pick. Three and out, bitch, you out. Central is done. Um, not, but uh, there's today started speculation that you know because it was looking for a long time that San Francisco's going Mac Jones at three. They're going Mac Jones at three. 
Well, they were sitting front and center at Justin Fields' second pro day today. And, uh, yeah, I guess Justin Fields went off. He did. I've been saying this, man. Well, we all have, yeah. Mm. We're with you, sir. Yeah, he he did. They didn't didn't release – they didn't have, like – actual camera footage but there were people there who like recorded like on their snapchat and stuff and yeah he 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 did a smooth he did a smooth 60 yard uh fucking crossbody throw yes oh my god yeah i saw that i saw that listen remember all that i was saying last week and let's just see what happens as we continue forward I, I I love hearing what y'all got to say, and I, and I want y'all to continue. I'm just going to listen to y'all talk about Justin Fields for a little bit because... I ain't got nothing else to say about Jit. Yeah, I ain't got nothing else to say about Jit neither. The fuck? No, I want to hear you talk more about his throws. What else did you... Oh, that was the only thing I wanted to say. I just wanted to mention that throw. Because I don't think that was his best throw. Oh, I don't know which one you're talking about then. The crossbody is definitely his best sign of his athleticism, but he did one where he rolled out to the right and he threw like a post mm-hmm. that the the way that they had it set up and the reason why they set the play up this way it was like a like the like a slot doing a post so mm-hmm. they have to roll out because what it does is he has to put it over the shoulder right it's almost like you're the reason for the rollout is to have the safety kind of just stagger over to the sideline just a little bit just enough to give you room to be able to drop it over the shoulder and I mean he he fucking did that bro. <laughs> Like I, I, I'll say this: I don't make much about pro days because I feel like you know pro days is it's like it's essentially like giving somebody a test, and even though you're not really giving them the notes, you're giving them the book, <clears throat> and kind of like all right, there's no pressure, you know. What I mean, take the test, find the answers in the book, whatever. So like, if you're well versed in that book, you're gonna know where to go to find whatever it is that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Right. What I will say is I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to say about Justin Fields now because I thought his throws were just as difficult, if not more difficult, than what Zach Wilson did, right? That's what I was thinking too. And furthermore, not only was he able to do that, I think that he wasn't exerting as much energy as Zach Wilson was. I felt like whereas Zach Wilson was very frenetic energy, I thought Justin Fields was smooth. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. So naturally, those throws will come up. I would compare his throwing that I saw, again, to Josh Allen. Big, strong, can get it out of there. Doesn't really use too much of his body because his arm is that strong. I want to see, now that I'm comparing it to Josh Allen, I've compared it to Zach Wilson, and I think it was just as good as Trevor Lawrence, I want to see if he's going to get the same praise that these other three did. And if he doesn't, then I'm inclined to snap. Do uh, Let me ask you a question. Do you want to see him starting year one? Yes. 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 Because okay. I think he could. Okay. Fucking God. I think, I think he could. Um, here's the reason why I think he could. Um, and and, not that there's any, and and I and I didn't say that and I didn't say that as a as a slight because I I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting. If he's you know? not, he better be sitting behind somebody that's that guy. Right. Well, that's so, what I'm saying because you look at your Tom Brady's, your uh, Aaron Rodgers, and stuff like that. Like they didn't. 
walk in the door. Hey, I'm right. star- I'm I'm QB one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But in the same context too, though, neither one of them were really in positions where they had those weapons to where they could learn on the fly. Like, oh, Mahomes. yeah, I got you. Yeah, I know. But even Mahomes, even Mahomes sat, but and they also sat behind. Yeah, and I was, that's another one. Mahomes sat for a year. They also sat behind Bledsoe and and, and Frog. Well, Lamar they sat, sat behind pro. They sat behind Pro Bowl. Yeah, Lamar sat. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah, so yeah, so him sitting isn't a problem. But here's why I think him starting wouldn't be so bad. He would be getting plugged into that forty. If he was to go to the 49ers, he's getting plugged into that offense. Where would he go wrong? No I, game. I he'd have you. three solid receivers, right? A good offensive line. His le- his blind side is protected by probably the best blind side blocker in the NFL. Like he would have all the tools at his disposal to where even as he's learning, you could play him. Now you could sit him behind Jimmy and use that to motivate Jimmy and be like, listen, Jimmy, the minute you go three and out. He probably he probably yeah, he'd probably beat out Jimmy, I'd imagine. Um I wouldn't even mind him going four overall to the Falcons. To the Falcons, yeah, the, him him there would be a good fit. Go save that organization, and that's the crib for him too. Go that's save the crib. The that's the crib for him. So yeah, I I really do like that. That is that's a good that's a good uh, a good possibility. Because yeah. because I don't know because I don't know if he starts first year if he goes there. Everybody sleep on him and let us get him, please. What? There's no. Oh we got bet there this year. We kind of like in the little middle. We middle of the pet, yeah. And we got like a top fifteen pick or something. Yeah, I mean, there's there's speculation that if the 49ers don't go quarterback, that Belichick could potentially make a move to that spot. Trade up. If we trade up to the top five, we get Justin Fields. He likes Justin Fields now. He's been talking about Justin Fields quite a bit. So you know, you never know. Um, but yeah, man, you heard about uh, Aaron Donald? No, I saw something about an assault charge. Do you know what? I, yeah, I what he had an assault charge because apparently he freaking demolished some guy. Really? Yeah, like they like the headline says, badly injuring man. Like alleged victim hospitalized for broken bones and bad cuts. But what happened though? All right, let's talk about. It. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. Well, here we go. You beat the titty. Nipple. You know, you know, you know when that happens, you got to go to TMZ Sports. So shout out, right? Because because I can easily details. see there being a bar incident where somebody tries to talk shit like, "Oh, you're not that big." Yeah, let's let's, right, let's then, like shit escalates. Let's read. Let's read it. Let's read it. So uh, and this happened during COVID. Yeah, so that that's even worse, right? Uh, let's do let's do the update from eight forty seven a.m. to eight fifty four a.m. and then we'll read the rest of the article. Okay. All right. 47 a.m. Pacific time. So that's about, what is that? That's uh, 11 o'clock our time, 11.47 our time. Um, L.A. Rams are aware of the reports regarding Aaron Donald, according to a statement from a team rep. We are collecting more information and we will have no further comment at this time. That was 8.47. So wait, when did this assault happen? Sorry. Um, I'm guessing it happened yesterday, last night. Okay, okay, sorry. Continue. All right. So at 8.54 a.m. Um, Pacific time, TMZ says, we just spoke with attorney Todd Hollis, who spelled out the allegations against Donald, saying it all started when Spriggs accidentally bumped into Donald inside of a nightclub. Hollis said both parties were asked to leave the club, and Donald got aggressive with Spriggs outside, ultimately attacking the guy. Hollis said he has submitted a formalized statement to cops and told us his client is seeking a criminal investigation into Donald. As for the injuries for the alleged incident, 
Hollis says Spriggs suffered various lacerations that required 16 stitches, as well as a broken eye socket, broken nose, and serious injury to his arm. He also suffered a concussion and severe drama. drama, Severe trauma, Hollis says. Hollis also says... I mean, it was severe drama, too, though. (laughs) You're right. Immediately after the attack. Before I continue, here are the alleged injuries. Oh, my God. Dylan. Let me see. Oh, yeah, he fucked him up. Uh, so um, huge news, and this is the this is the original post, uh, original uh, article. Huge news out of Pittsburgh. So he's back at the crib, which I I do not support. I do not support players going back to the crib. It's never good. Robbie Anderson, uh, who else? Darrell Revis. What's the name of the guy? Marvin Harrison. They go back to the crib. They always get caught up in some bull. Pac Man. Yep. Pac-Man. Well, Pac-Man anywhere. From- Actually, never mind. Pac-Man anywhere he goes. <laughs> right. Niggas be throwing that man like you're not bought that, though. That thing's fine. <laughs> bro, like, bro, don't go, don't go to the crib, bro. Stay all that away from the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, that junk, out of control. Um. So, anyway, let me read you the rest of this article, and then I'll go back to this. All right, so huge news out of Pittsburgh where a man claims he was assaulted over the weekend by NFL superstar Aaron Donald. The accuser's defense in Spriggs, who claims the L.A. Rams defensive tackle struck him in the face in the early hours of April 11th. My bad, Buddha. According to Spriggs attorney Todd Hollis. Hollis released a photo of Spriggs' alleged injuries, which showed a badly damaged right eye. We're told the attorney is currently en route to the police station to file a report against him. Hollis told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that the incident took place at an after-hours club and claims Spriggs suffered a concussion in addition to other injuries. Reaching out to Donald's camp as well as the Rams, and we'll let you know as soon as we hear back. Yeah, he beat that ass. Yeah, he he whooped his ass. He and whooped not his lie, ass. Other buddy could have easily baited him into that too. Easily, but he's like, "Oh, I'm about to get a check. Come on, hit me." Well, ain't no check worth that ass whooping. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting here waiting for the logic. <laughs> it's probably a drunk thing. There's- it was, it probably, yeah, you it was can't, a, can't go back to the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about it. The ultimate sign of not going back to the crib, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Don't go back to the crib, bro. Stay away at, at home. What's That's up? facts. Hey, I ain't going to lie to you, though. I know I just did it earlier in the show, but shout out to my wife for that information. She she texted me, Aaron Hernandez. I just got to give her a shout out. Um, boo. Boo. Who wants to be in love? <laughs> boo. Love is overrated. Fuck. Boo. <laughs> so fuck. Hey, how y'all feel about y'all boy dipping, y'all, buzz? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo. 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 Um, so, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, just to go back to it. Um, they do have, there is a couple of mock drafts. I did want to mention that do have the Patriots jumping up to number four, but interestingly enough, they don't have him getting, uh, they don't have the Patriots getting Justin Fields. They got to get some goofball in them. They got, they got the Patriots getting Trey Lance. Fields making, Justin Fields dropping to Denver, which if he goes to Denver, that's not bad for his situation either. And he gets Jerry Judy. They don't want no goddamn Trey Lance. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Okay. All right. What that Buffalo or some some goof ass. Okay. He played for North Dakota State. No, no. Come on, man. Actually, I'll take him. Them niggas win Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No no name school. We changed real quick when we said that, right? I feel like no no name school niggas be eating. They really do. Um, so have you guys caught up or have you guys uh, seen any of the news uh, updates on uh, Deshaun Watson, the Deshaun Watson situation? No. Caught up the 18. Hey, hey. What's hey, going on? Uh, there's a lot of smoke, y'all boys. What you mean? Oh, like it looks like it, might, like it might have really happened? It's a lot of smoke, cuz. It's a lot of smoke, y'all boys. And you know, you know it takes a lot for me to say that. You know, I had to have read a lot for me to tell you. I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say, all right, it's legit. Oh, but there's a lot of smoke. So it's it's like for every it's like for every good news that he gets, it's like two bad news. So like one all of right. the users dropped her lawsuit. So it's like, all right, bet. Now they're gonna start because they were told they have to sit, put their name to it, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Then two more steps forward. One was five like an hour and a half ago. It's not looking good it's because there's more that's coming out, or is it because the, the evidence is coming out that's making the evidence the evidence is coming out? So like the evidence of what's been going on is is really like dropping. So what evidence come out? So um like he he was like pretty much pushing for sex. Um came out saying that though. Is there somebody just coming out saying that or is there yeah, yeah, there's 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 actually like there's a report that was filed by one of the complaints, like one of the plaintiffs saying this is what happened. That's not um funny. they said that they got a text message from him saying was that bad. Have they really um have they released a text message that says he's asking for sex or are they just saying somebody said hey, I, he asked like it goes it goes along with their story. Like the story that they're giving goes along with the text messages that he's sending after the situation. So they released the text messages. Yes, like this going is going public. I'd love to see that because I haven't seen shit yet. But none of that. I mean, right now all I hear is reports say this, reports say this without seeing evidence. So it's like I don't really like to believe on it. So to <clears throat> to not make this long and make it forever. It's like when the lawyer posted you, the, the first text messages. Like, that's evidence. I need to see shit like that. Well, they're not going to. So that kind of evidence ain't going to be released until it's released in court officially. All they can do is talk about what's been filed. And, and, and reporters do have access to that. But they can't release it, though, because it's still technically evidence. That's t- not tampering. I forget what it's called. But you can't, can't release it. Um, but essentially, the what's been... Why was the lawyer allowed to release stuff before they went? To, they they went to court before the lawyer released text messages himself. What do you mean? There's no text message. There's no. There's virtual pictures of the text messages. When he's when he the text messages. When he posted the DMs of Deshaun Watson and one of the one of the girls. That was he yeah. posted a DM. Yeah, he's not supposed to do that. His Instagram. If, he, if he's doing if if he's doing that, then that means there's more ammo. I'm telling you, they, he he posted that on his Instagram. Yeah, if he's doing that, that means there's more ammo. Like the good, the 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 hard body stuff, the hard body evidence, they're not gonna release because then what happens is you're giving the defense something to work with. Right. If you're releasing that, what it's telling the defense is okay. Because you want to, because you want to catch the defense as off guard as possible. Correct. So if they're releasing that, if that picture is released, that means that's the tip of the iceberg. That was from Jump Street. That was one of the first things released before you before any of these names came out. My point exactly. So my point. But either way, we, we gotta let we gotta let it play out. But 
First off, it's about 43 different masseuses that he's got. I think 39 of them are local. Two got flown in from like Atlanta or something like that. Um, and pretty much the accusations against him range from exposing himself and forcing his penis against women's hands while making suggestive remarks to masturbating, and in two cases, forcing women to perform oral sex on him. Sounds good. It's a nasty boy, potentially. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about Julian Edelman retiring? I mean, it was it was bound to happen. His body ain't been the same. You know, I mean, he tried to give it one good season. He got injured again. That gives him like four or five seasons in a row that he was injured at some point in the season. So, I mean, you know, <clears throat> the writing's on the wall. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he goes down as one of the greatest Patriots ever. Um, yeah, and he's a winner. He's a winner. And beyond that, like, the one, the main thing I remember about Julian more than anything is although they love talking about the catch and the punt returns and stuff like that, um, is that um, essentially he plays so many different positions. Like he played, like when he first came in, he was a special teams guy. He played a little slot receiver and he played slot. <clears throat> he played slot. He played like the nickel. He played corner against the slot. And he has like a lot of plays where he's legitimately playing corner. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I commend him for just him wanting to do whatever it took to actually win. So what ballot Hall of Fame do you think he's going? I think he'll I think he'll be third or fourth. What? Third yeah. or fourth? I can at least I mean at the at the worst he'll be third or fourth. There's so because there's so many people that still have Yeah, there's there's a it. lot of people who have especially receivers. There's a they lot have of a receivers. Large, yeah, they, they have yeah. a larger resume than Bro. he does. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it like he doesn't deserve to be first. Yeah, it's just. It's I'm just, just saying he is it, it's going to take a like, little bit. I'll give him. A it's going to take. It's going to take a little bit. Say, I say third or fourth at the worst. Good thing. I, good thing. I think at the best. Because, because <laughs> what you're going to have is, um, eventually Julio's going to retire. Eventually, uh, I mean, Andre Johnson is already tired. Steve Smith is out. Anquan Bolden is out. Heinz Ward is out. Jimmy Smith is out. Um, Sterling Sharp is still out there. Cliff Branch is still out there. Um, who else? DeAndre Hopkins is going to eventually retire. Larry Fitzgerald is eventually going to retire. Like, you you do have guys that, like... Yeah, Larry Fitz is supposed <laughs> to be retiring this year, so they'd be eligible at the same time. Right, Torrey Holt isn't in. Well, not, he's not first ballot. Larry's first ballot, in my opinion, so... Yeah, Larry's first ballot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah that's that's why that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, like, oh, he can't be first or second. It's just where he falls in line. Worse. He's going to be first. Yeah. I'm just saying, I feel like he, he can get some. I agree to that. He's he's definitely like <clears throat> I think. And then, that, and then did you mention? Did you mention like Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce? Yeah, I mentioned Tory Holt. I didn't mention Isaac Bruce. Yeah, you got uh, who was the other guy in um, in Indianapolis against uh, not Marvin Harrison, the other one, uh, 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 Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, bro! Wow, wow. Yeah, so it's just where he falls in line. That's just what I'm just like. Reggie freaking Wayne, dog. Yeah. I forgot all about cuz. I forgot all about cuz. That's 
Nice. So yeah, man. So that that is uh I think that might be it for the NFL. I don't know if there's anything else that we need to talk about that might be missed. I think that was it for NFL news, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um so we'll transition over to basketball. Um when is the draft, by the way, for the NFL? Before I- um, in a few more weeks. Um, is it the 20, 29th, maybe, or something? Like that? Yeah, probably. I can. Yeah, see. I think. I think it's. The, yeah, I think it's the twenty ninth. Yeah. So a couple more weeks. Yeah, good call. It is definitely the 29th. Good stuff. Nice. All right. So, um, the NBA. Uh, before I get into like the roundup and tell y'all what's going on in the league so far, you know that I, I told you guys I'm going to start giving you like random fives and seeing what you guys think about it. How do you think they would fare out in the season? Um, if I'm not mistaken, when was this like episode, like two or three episodes ago? We had uh, a decent little starting five. Um, so I have one for you guys today and I wanted you guys to, you know, tell me, do you think that they would have been a championship contending team? Do you think that would they would just a good season team? And we'll go from there. All right. So this team, I, I wanted to compile the most shitted on all-stars. Like players that are actually good, but they get shitted on all the time like they trash. All right. And if you guys want to add another player or think of another player, that's fine. But I'm going to go through the starting five, and I'll explain why I feel like they belong according to their resume. Starting at point guard for the most shitted on team. Point guard, you got to go Chris Paul. Chris Paul. People shit on Chris Paul like Jen ain't nice. He's an 11-time All-Star. He's an All-Star game MVP. He's made it to the All-NBA first team four times, All-NBA second team four times. He's been on the All-NBA third team. He's been All-Defensive first team member seven times, All-NBA defensive second team two times. He was a rookie of the year. He was on an All-Rookie first team. He's a four-time assist leader, six-time steals leader, Right. And he is also, I think he got second place in the an MVP run. I think that was the year that Kobe won it. The year Kobe won it, he got second place. Um, and I think an all-time win shares, he's like top five. So he gets top five, top five. So he shitted on consistently. Like, Jit ain't nice. And he's, I think he's one of the Stop. Greatest point guards to play. You don't get shitted on because you think people think he's not nice. You get shitted on because he is nice, but he always folding in pressure moments. And I feel like that's what people shit on him for because they want to see him. They want to see Chris Paul succeed, but he always falls short. And that's why I feel like he gets shitted on for not because he's not nice. It's just like people been rooting. People been rooting for him for so long, and it's like, God damn, Chris. To a certain. To a certain extent, yeah, I agree. To a certain extent, I I see that point. I feel like as much as he's folded, he's also carried teams. Yes, that's why he's great. And, and and I think like he's literally like top five for most playoff wins <laughs> for a player, which is insane. Like I I don't think it's very. I think there's only been a couple of times that he's lost in the first round. I think most of his teams make it to at least the semifinals, and they'll run you like six or seven games, right? Um, I mean, the closest he got was those Houston Rockets teams, the one where he got injured and messed up his hammy and he wasn't there for game seven. I agree with you to that extent, but there are definitely people out there who will tell you Chris Paul is not like a top five to top ten point guard of all time. There's definitely people out there who will who will run names by you and will legitimately look you dry eye and tell you that those individuals are better than Chris Paul. It's just not true. 
This is not true. Um, and, and mind you, the names that I'm saying, when I say shitted on, I'm not saying literally like people are saying, oh, they're trash. I just think people aren't ranking them where they need to be ranked because they're a lot better than they're getting credit for. All right. Shooting guard. This one might ruffle a couple of feathers, but I really do believe that he needs to be ranked higher. I have Clay Thompson. Um, beyond the fact that he's a three-time NBA champion, he's a five-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA third team. He's been on the All-NBA, um, on the All-Defensive second team um, once. He was on the All-Rookie first team. He was also a three-point contest champion, and he's a gold medalist. Um, and in, in a pretty short career, I mean, he does have a full resume more full than most people that they have ahead of him to be honest with you and and i think if he continues just putting up numbers you could make an argument for him making the hall of fame um small forward i've got jimmy butler i got jimmy butler jimmy butler gets shit on a lot especially when he was on teams that he wasn't necessarily too happy with because he didn't feel like those players was playing hard enough they called him a cancer and he finally went to a team that had the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The huevos. They had the culture to to not. I mean, huevos works too, but they they had the culture for hard work, and and he, and it showed. Um, he's a five time NBA All Star, three time All NBA third team, four time All um defensive second team, anyone most improved player. Which you know, some people will tell you most improved player just means that the year before you were trash, and now <laughs> exactly what I mean. As it all depends on who you ask. Um. <laughs> At, at power forward, I have Chris Bosh. I do. I have Chris Bosh. Um, Chris Bosh is a two-time NBA champion, 11-time NBA All-Star. I think why he gets shitted on is because he was on the All-NBA second team once, and he was on the All-Rookie first team. However, however, I think he is a Hall of Famer, and I think he was very critical to, to those championship teams. Um, and then last but not least, and I think probably the most shitted um, on one on this team, I got Dwight Howard at center. Um, Dwight Howard is an NBA champion. He's an eight-time NBA All-Star, five-time All-NBA first team. He went to the All-NBA second team once. Two times he was on the All-NBA third team. He's a three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Four times he was on the NBA All-Defensive first team. He was on the, All- on the NBA All-Defensive team once. He's a NBA All-Rookie first team. He's a five-time NBA rebounding leader two times NBA block leader, and he was a slam dunk contest champion. But people, you ask people about Dwight, about Dwight Howard, it's almost like they forgot. What, Dwight? He did. So I just wanted to say that's my team. So that's that's who I've got on my roster. Um, If you have players that you feel like could be replaceable, let me know. But I got Chris Paul, Klay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Chris Bosh, and Dwight Howard. What do you think about that team? you think that team's making a run to the finals? you think they got it? I mean, yeah, definitely. they could definitely make a run to the finals. Definitely, you're definitely making a run because you have an all star team. Um, I mean, that's this is level, level team. You're going to get good defensive output and you're going to get good offensive output. You got shooters too. Right. They got, got all star five. So they definitely better get to the finals. Do you think they're competing with some of those legend teams that we were talking about in the past? Uh, nah. <laughs> not even close. Chris, not even close. So, so you, so you don't think you don't think it's even close. Chris Bosh getting washed by whoever his matchup is. Unfortunately, out of one of those legend teams. Okay. Because that, that, that boy too soft, and Jimmy can't shoot. 
<laughs> Jimmy can't shoot for nothing. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's a great defensive team right there, though. I'm saying I agree with you. Also, they have a good offense, too, though. I'll give them that. But once they get to the playoffs, I feel like somebody – it's going to be some people that's going to fold their money. I think it's going to be that front court. If I was to disagree with one person, I would just say Clay. I don't feel like he gets shit done. Okay. So, I mean, you're not really uh... – Play in my opinion. I'm not, an NBA, I'm not an NBA savant by any means. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not an NBA savant, but I was going to say, is there a player that you think gets shitted on that you feel like could be there? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, you, said, you said Blake? No, I said Clay, the best player on that oh, team. Clay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, like, yeah, hella low-key. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, All right. I don't know who I'd replace with Clay. I'll probably put... At the two? I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I always put a combo there, too. You can put a combo guard or a combo guard forward. I'll probably put, like... Somebody told me Paul George. Paul, Paul George. His garbage ass. See? You maybe you're... You could put Paul George there. Cause people, the only reason people call him Paul George trash is because of playoff P. You call yourself playoff P, and then you had the worst playoff of all time. Come on, it's Yeah, for that alone, he could be on that list. Shit, though, what's the name on that bit? Brandon Roy. Ooh. That's a good one. Brandon Roy is a good one. He's a good one. He got injured. It's not his fault, ladies and gentlemen. That was going to be that. Good. Not his fault. All right. Well, let's go over the standings real quick, and then uh, we'll go from there. <clears throat> so, um, as far as the NBA goes, as you know, we are on the final stretch. Um, we're coming closer and closer and closer to the playoffs. I hope you guys are excited. Teams are now finding their identities because we had a lot of movement this free agency period. So um, let's start at the West. Um, At 10, you've got Golden State holding steady. Um, They are a game ahead of New Orleans, who's trying to get into the bottom four spots. Um, San Antonio is at number nine at 26 and 26. Number eight is Memphis. Number seven is Dallas. Your top six is Portland at 31 and 23. The Lakers is at 34 and 21. Denver Nuggets at 34 and 20. I want to see how they're going to play now that they lost um, Murray. Because Murray is, is is gone with an ACL or something like that. Yeah, he played ACL. Yes. Um, Clippers are third at 38 and 18. Phoenix holding tight at uh, 39 and 15, second place. And Utah is number one at 41 and 14. Um, the bottom five, <clears throat> as I mentioned, are the Pelicans, Sacramento Kings. Oklahoma City Thunder, the Houston Rockets, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. In the East, at number 10, you've got Chicago holding tight. They just um, beat out Toronto to get into that number 10 spot. Number 9, you have Indiana. Number 8, you have Charlotte. Number 7, you have New York Knicks holding steady at 28 and 27. Half a game above them at number 6, you've got the Miami Heat. At number 5, you've got the Boston Celtics, 29 and 26. Number 4, you've got the Atlanta Hawks. Whoever said that Trey Young's playing style does not translate into wins, you're a jackass. 
Um, number three, Milwaukee Bucks, 34 and 20. Um, number two, the Brooklyn Nets at 37 and 17. And number one, tied also at 37 and 17, but hold the tiebreaker, is the Philadelphia 76ers. All right. Um, so let me ask you guys this question. What do you think about the play-in, um, the mini playoff series for the play-in spots, number 10 through 6 playing each other and having just the higher-ranked teams, all they have to do is win a game, and then I think um, 9 and 10, they have to win two games. I like it. You go with that. Niggas be trash in them bottom seeds anyways. Make it, make it exciting. It would just be a one-game thing, each thing? Not a series, Um right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Correct. So what would happen is, let's say, for example, let's say, for example, I think that the two positions is the seven and the eight. So I think it's going to be six against seven against 10 and eight against nine. If nine beat eight, they got to beat them again to get in. But if the higher ranked team wins the one time, then it's over. Yeah, it makes sense. Give them more of a chance, especially since the Mercury's be the same towards the end. Right. <clears throat> so can't be trash anyways. So let me let me tell y'all about this. Um Mark Cuban. Um he voted for the play in tournament. And he says that he thinks it's a terrible idea. He <laughs> says it doubles the stress of the compressed schedule. Rather than playing for a playoff spot and being able to rest players as the standings become clear, teams have to approach every game as a playoff game to enter, to either get into or stay in the top six since the consequences, as Lucas said, are enormous. So players are playing more games and more minutes in fewer days. Would he have that energy if his team was a one or two seed? I was just about to say, mind you, Dallas is a number seven seed. I don't know if he'd have that same energy if his team was a top six team, to be honest with you. Which is why I asked, what do you guys think or how do you guys feel? Mm. You already told. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. That's tough. Do I better. Mean, I mean, when it comes to the fans, I think the fans are always going to appreciate more playoff basketball. Right. Yeah. And and if you're not as good as the best teams, then you yeah. should, you're, you're at a disadvantage. Sorry. Just like it is for right. every other sport. You gotta, you gotta go the harder route to get there. Right. That's why they see, that's why they have these things called Cinderella stories and all this kind of stuff. Like, <clears> it's, <throat> it's not supposed to happen for you, bitch. Shock the world if you about it. Oh my! So, You're talking an awful lot of trash right now, young man. I'm just saying they can see me, baby. You feel? Go holler at the boys. Yeah. So them boys booty looking for them. I like it. I like it a lot. So that's it for the NBA, man. We 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 over it right now. So we, we got to do underrated bars of fame. You know we got to do X. We got to. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have uh, any suggestions for a song? Is there is there anything that you guys are thinking about? Um, I mean, slipping's always a good choice. Okay, let's do that. Because I was thinking either that or party up. So slipping is fun. All right, let's do this. All right, he says I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up a lot. So I'm only going to say I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up once. All right? 
Um, all right. This life, this life shit, this life shit is like, is like bug the fuck out, son, for real. See, to live is to suffer, but to survive, well, that's to find meaning in the suffering. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up. Got me back on my feet so I can tear shit up. I've been through mad different phases like mazes to find my weight. And now I know that happy days are not far away. If I'm strong enough, I live long enough to see my kids doing something more constructive with their time than bids. I know because I've been there and now I'm in there, sit back and look at what it took for me to get there. First came the bullshit, the drama with my mama. She got on some flash shit, so I split and I said, I'm going to be that seed that doesn't need much to succeed. Trapped with mad greed and a heart that doesn't bleed. I'm ready for the world, or at least I thought I was. Bagging when I caught a buzz for thinking about how short I was. Going too fast, it wouldn't last, but yo, I couldn't tell. Group homes and institution prepared my ass for jail. They put me in a situation forcing me to be a man. When I was just learning to stand without a helping hand. Damn, was it my fault something I did to make a father leave his first kid at seven doing my first bid? Back on the scene at 14 with a scheme to get more cream than I'd ever seen in a dream. And by all means, I would be living high off the hog. And I never gave about much but my dog. And that's my only month I hit off on my last. Just another little headed nowhere fast. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. I'm slipping, I'm falling, gots to get up. Get me back on my feet so I can tear shit up. That ain't the half. Shit gets worse as I get older. Actions become bolder. Heart got colder. Chip on my shoulder that I dare to get a touch. Don't need a click because I'm scared of that much. That's deep. One deep with the pits staring, well, starting for kicks. Catching Vicks, throwing bricks, getting seen, getting by being slick. Used to get high just to get by. Used to have to puff my L in the morning before I could fly. Ate something, a couple of 40s made me hate something. I did some coke, now I'm ready to take something. Three years later, showing signs of stress. Didn't keep my hair cut or give a kai dress. I'm possessed by the darker side, living a cruddy life. Shit like this kept it with a bloody knife. Want to make records, but I'm fucking it up. I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up. Get me back on my feet so I can tear up. Was it long before I hit rock bottom? Just talking sh- like, damn, look how that rock got him. Open like a window, no more endo. Looked at a video saying to myself, that could have been yo. Ass on TV, believe me, it could be done. Something's got to give, got to change, because now I've got a son. I got to do the right thing for shorty, and that means no more getting high drinking 40s. So I got to get back looking type slick again. Fake, just jump back on my dick again. Nothing but love for those that know how I feel and much respect to all my is that kept it real. Kept the, the strong, kept it from doing wrong. Just know who they is and this is your fucking song. And to my boo who stuck with the, the through, all the bullshit, you get yours because it's due. I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Slipping, I'm falling, I gots to get up. Get me back on my feet so I can tear shit up. See, this, that shit, this, that shit that all real can relate to. It's from the heart, baby. Don't get it twisted. X, baby. Are you ready to buy the fan slipping? Yes, sir. Press again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you know, I think Buddha, this is the time where you tell them where they can reach us on email. Uh, Ball Sports Podcast at gmail.com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. Um, and what about on what the hell? Instagram. Instagram. Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Well, y'all boys, Alzheimer's is hitting today, boy. It's Alzheimer's. Yeah, um, with a T. You're what I said. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, cool. Do you want to tell them to, that we're getting off the air or not? No, you're going to forget it because it'll all time. It's Alzheimer's. What is he? Um, <laughs> bro, tell him. Because I got to go give Nails his medicine. Oh, my gosh. Can you please tell them before I get mad? I already said. You ain't just hear me say that? Okay, I'm over it. All right, y'all. Um, listen, are we done? We done, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. There it is. We done. For how many times? 185th, 186? Oh, shit. I had it up earlier. Why weren't you listening earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Uh, <laughs> For the 185th time, yes. Nah, 185th time. Listen, y'all could be listening to anybody or any other sports podcast in the world, but you listen to us and really appreciate that. You know, just keep giving us these clicks and these listens, and we're going to keep giving you this bomb-ass content to ride to and vibe to. Maybe that shit that you'll be hard to silly boy. You already know the vibes. With that being said, like Weezy, we out of here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Bitch. Okay, little scallywag.